Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Gordon Lightfoot being called a national treasure from our prime minister through many, many artists. There's something Gordon Lightfoot and I will never have in common. I'll never be called a Canadian or a national treasure. No. I'm a nightmare. Uh, and rightfully so. The man had a hell of a career. Uh, he received 16 Juno Awards in his time in music. He was nominated for a variety of Grammys. Uh, he was the uh, celebrity captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs for the uh, NHL 75th anniversary season, really? 91-92. Uh, he was inducted into the Canadian Music Hall of Fame, the Canadian Country Music Hall of Fame. He's on Canada's Walk of Fame. Uh, he was made a companion of the Order of Canada, of course, our country's highest civilian honour. He's also a member of the Order of Ontario, the highest honour in this province. He got his face on some Canada Post stamps. At one point, um, there's a big four-meter-tall bronze sculpture of him in his hometown of Aurelia. It's called Golden Lees, a tribute to Gordon Lightfoot. features Lightfoot sitting cross-legged playing an acoustic guitar underneath an arch of golden maple leaves. Many of the leaves depicted scenes from Lightfoot's 75 greatest hits album, Gord's Gold. Bit of a quitter, though. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Remember my dad had one of the lamest dad jokes. He used to call him Gordon Heavy Hand or Gordon oh. yeah, instead of Lightfoot. Right. Yeah. Bob wasn't a great comedian. <laughs> what do you listen to? That comes from Gordon Heavy Hand? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, here's an interesting story. Of course, it's probably his most well-known song. It's the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Although, I think I remember learning that in like grade school. Really? Yeah. Although he had a ton of hits. Uh, but this one is probably uh, his most well-known. But here's an interesting fact. The wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, that eight-minute masterpiece, or however long it is, was uh, recorded in one take. Here's band members talking about it. Tape was rolling. Barry said to Gord, when do you want me to come in? And he said, I'll give you a nod. We get to whatever it is, the third verse, and Gord gives me the big nod. I do a drum fill to come in. We went right through the song, top to bottom. It was very elemental and raw, but it had magic to it. It was not only a first take. It was the first time we'd ever played the song. That's the record. What? Isn't that crazy? Really? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's like seven minutes long. Yeah. In the oldies days, it was a great pooper. Oh, that and American Pie. Yes. Oh, you put them back to back mm -hmm. and you go have lunch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When Bat Out of Hell came out, too. Same thing. <laughs> Every song six plus minutes. If you're a fan of the serial killer stuff on Netflix, well, Monsters the Lyle and Eric Menendez story is coming. Oh, man. I just cleansed my timeline <laughs> between, like, Formula One driven yeah. and the golf stuff. Oh, man. Oh, right back to the serial killers. Um, oh, another documentary you'd like on Netflix. I just started watching. It's called Bad Sports. Okay, yes. Yeah, and I just started watching um, a uh, basketball one, but I know there's one of Jamie Soleil and the, uh, the, the not getting the gold against Russia. Yes, right. Uh, so, yeah, Monsters of the Lyle and Eric Menendez story. Uh, th there's that. They haven't cast it, so it'll be like a movie. Then they're going to do a straight doc on them as well. They supposedly have exclusive access to Lyle and Eric. Okay. If you don't know the story, in 1996, they were convicted of killing their parents. Right. Big shotgun. Almost at the point where you need, like, a, an extra profile. Like, add a profile on your Netflix mm. just for the serial killer stuff.
Mm-hmm. Because you have anyone coming over and you're going to put something on Netflix on, and it shows just how dark your history is. It's like when you used to hide your porn in a different folder <laughs> named Thanksgiving. Because <laughs> 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 you're thankful. <laughs> uh, do you think there's any movie sequels that are better than the original? People were asked Entertainment Weekly in Star Wars. The Empire Strikes Back is the top of the list. Okay. Personally, for me, Godfather 2, although it didn't make the list, I think it's better than 1, even though 1 is brilliant. And I think Rocky 2 was better than Rocky 1. Oh, well, because he wins? Yeah, just the whole, the setup. She's in the coma. She wakes up and says, win, Rocky. Right, win. Yeah. And then that music kicks in. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think the whole thing is just a, a lot better. I think the first one is celebrated because of, you know, the, the Sylvester Stallone writing it and the struggle he had to go through to make it. Yeah, probably. Woody Harrelson refuses to be canceled for his anti-vax stance. He says, I don't care. I'm keeping my opinion, and I believe it to be true. I don't need to go any further with this other than what I said on SNL and some other places. If you don't like my idea, too bad. I just, uh, I, I, I didn't believe in the vaccine. And he said, and I do agree with him on this. It's okay. And you should be allowed to voice your opinion. Right. You, you can't block cities from moving. And you can't, you know, cause mass disruption. But you can say, hey, this isn't my thing. I think back in the day, you and I had some differences on it. It's okay. Yes, but but that being said, you you don't you can't have everyone like your opinion, or you can't no. you can't expect everyone to agree with it, right? And you can't expect everyone to be happy that you have that opinion. Yeah, and I don't no. think he cares either way. No, he yeah. doesn't care. But so many people do. Right. 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 You get on there, you share your opinion, and you expect people to care about it. Mm-hmm. And there's so many people who are just, I swear they're on social media just to be offended. Well, that's how we end up in our own little bubbles, because we don't want to have people disagree with us, so we, then we just circle ourselves with people who do agree with us. Right. This isn't good. 76-year-old Cher and her 37-year-old boyfriend have broke up. Oh, wow. Along with her hip. <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking up um, all the different generation uh, names and uh, the dates uh, of uh, of those uh, generation yeah, like, names. Uh, baby boomers, millennials, that kind of thing. Yeah, so right. the greatest generation was born uh, between 1901 and 1924. The silent generation born 1925 to 1945. Now, they're called the silent generation, but my father was born in 1939 and all I remember was him yelling at me. I don't, I don't remember him being too silent at all. Right. The baby boomers were 46 to 64. Okay. Gen X, 65 to 79. Right. Millennials born 80 to, in 1980 to 1994. Gen Z, 95 to 2012. And the Gen Alpha from 2013 to 2025. Oh. So I, I looked this up because 1,300 bosses were asked about which generation is the best employees. And here you go, millennials. You rank number one. Oh, all right. Yeah, you know, they, they often get beaten upon. But this time, a resume builder found uh, millennials are the uh, seen as the best employees. Gen Zs are the worst. Millennials are the best, eh? Not the Gen Xs? Yeah. Now, I thought, yes, I thought our generation would be considered the worst because... Um, here's why. Gen Z workers aren't so great. Uh, the, one of the top answers what is that they're bad with tech. Now, that doesn't make sense to me because if Gen Z is born 95 to 2012, wouldn't tech be right in their wheelhouse? Yes, but I think the problem could be is that the tech's always been there for them mm. and always been fixed for them. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, the complaints, and there's five of them, lack of tech skills, lack of effort, lack of motivation. They're not as productive as other workers, and they're easily distracted. Right. You Gen Zers. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> and Gen X, probably we don't even show up on the list because we're too old to hire now anyhow. <laughs> Nobody wants us. Leaf fans are some upset with the state of Florida, yeah, specifically the Panthers and this whole deal that you can't order tickets. They don't want you in Florida. <laughs> Canadians, stay out. And uh, I guess, listen, at the end of the day, it's probably not that difficult. You got an aunt in Arizona. Get her to buy you the tickets, and you make your way down there and pay her back. Pay her back, by the way. Right. Yeah, it has to be the credit card has to have an right. American address to it, which there are enough snowbirds that have American accounts, I'm sure. Uh, that would not be an issue for many mm -hmm. to get one still. And they're not the first team to do it either. Oh, really? Way. Other teams have uh, have limited their ticket sales, trying to get home audiences there first. Well, I don't know how well the Florida Panthers do uh, during the regular season in putting bums in seats. I know there's been a bunch of social media posts from people who are Leaf fans saying, hey, you snowbirds, next winter when you're down there, if you decide to take in a Panthers game, don't support them. Right. I'm sure they sell a lot of tickets during the regular season when you get a Canadian club down there. Oh, that's why they make a move like this. Yeah. They know how many Toronto fans will come down and watch that game. Also because it's cheaper for a Toronto sports fan to fly to Florida and watch a playoff game than to try and get a ticket for one year. Well, it's interesting, too, with the Panthers. They struggle so often to get bums into the seats. They offer reach-arounds with each ticket sold. <laughs> so like, that's a bonus. You, know, you right. don't get that in Toronto. I'll say, uh, uh, you know, I, I said this when I came back from Florida. I did a game there this year, and it... It was really expensive. I didn't. Uh, I didn't pay for a ticket, mm. but I just remember the price of beer was. Uh, it was like twenty bucks U.S. for a pint. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm sure everywhere in every arena in any sport, booze and merchandise is going to cost. But I'll bet you the tickets are shockingly cheap. Right. Day of, especially. I just thought, like even the merch. I looked at T-shirts for the kids. They're forty-five dollars U.S. You really like your kids, huh? You well, I didn't like them enough to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I liked them enough to look and think about it. Well, listen, Florida, you can try to keep us out, but we're coming for you. You think you can keep us out of Florida? We're moving in lock, stock, and barrel. We're going to be in a pool. We're going to be in a clubhouse. We're going to be all over that shuffleboard court. And I dare you to keep me out. <laughs> Rock. How many times in a day do you think you touch your phone? Just touch it. Just touch it? Yeah. Oh, lots. Lots. I, I mean, I, I've got an iPhone, so I get, like, every week an update of how many hours I've spent on it. Mm. And that's shocking. But just even touching it, the amount of times you just grab at it or just touch the screen to see if there's been a message or notification there. Hundreds? Oh, way more. Over 2,000, 2,617 times per day we touch our phone. That's the average. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I know I'm fondling my Blackberry quite a bit. Every yeah. <laughs> That's right. It costs six bucks to visit Karl Marx's grave in London. In London. That's ironic since he's the most famous critic of capitalism in history. Very true. Yeah. A full head of hair is strong enough to support approximately 24,000 pounds. One strand can support three ounces. Wow. I, I don't want to be the uh, experimenter. Yes. No. No, thank you. I mean, I got a pretty good head of hair, but 
I don't think it could hold 24,000 pounds. Well, if you put a lot of that depth goop in it, that like, might be able to help out. Um, yeah, yeah. Or what was it? People were uh, Gorilla Glue. They were <laughs> pasting right. their hair down. With. <laughs> the sweet potato is the most valuable crop in the world. It provides more nutrients per farmed acre than any other staple. Really? Yeah, I'm not big on the sweet no, potato. No, you can keep it. Uh, no, thank you. Three things now today. We agree on that. Yeah, it's up to three. We get to five, we have to get married. Well, and does it really have all those nutrients when you're frying it? Well, most Is vegetables. Still better than the French fry, I guess. Uh, yeah. Well, most vegetables, uh, when cooked, do lose something, right? The right. best way to eat a vegetable is raw. Yeah. So, but I mean, a lot of people switch when they go to a restaurant to yeah. the sweet potato fries. Yeah. As if that's like the healthier option. Yeah, and then dip it into that soup bowl worth of, of <laughs> mayonnaise and spice. <laughs> James Cameron was hired to write a Spider-Man film in the early '90s. If it had been made, Leonardo DiCaprio was set to play Spider-Man, and Arnold Schwarzenegger would have been Dr. Octopus. Really? Leo still couldn't fit on the door, though. No. Um, try this next time you have a jelly bean. If you pinch your nose while you eat a jelly bean, you won't be able to identify the flavor. The smell is that important to figure out the taste. Oh, I'll have to do that when I'm uh, when those kids bring back the those crappy flavored ones. Right. You had that, only, I've never eaten one. Oh, the ones that taste like vomit. And you ate one? Uh, I I think we did the challenge once. I didn't get one of the nasty ones though. I, I got one that tasted like popcorn. There's no there's no uh, there's no winning in that one. I don't think. I don't think so. This is a great story. Kate Winslet keeps her Oscar in her bathroom so her guests can make fake acceptance speeches in the mirror without being embarrassed. Fantastic. That's great. Great idea. Yeah. This isn't shocking. America has more guns than people. There are an estimated 1.2 civilian firearms per person. No other country comes close to that level of firepower. It's the only amendment they know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that one they know by heart. Steven Spielberg's career was launched when he directed the first episode of a TV show called Columbo, 1971. Man, I was a huge fan of Columbo. It was good, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you always knew who did it. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it just took an extra 45 minutes to get around to it. Well, because he always played like the dope. Yeah. You know, and, excuse me, sorry to bother you again. <laughs> My wife. Yeah. If you don't know who Columbo was, if you watch The Princess Bride, he was the grandfather reading the story. That's right. Peter yes. Falk. Yeah. Um, the word mortgage is the combination of two old French words. Oh, more is dead. Is it? All right. Yeah. Uh, engage. Mort engage. It uh, translates to death pledge. <laughs> and for many of us, it is. Uh, yes. Those of us taking out 30-year yeah. mortgage extensions. I know. It's what mine's up for renewal next February, and I'm going to renew it for another 30. <laughs> Why not? I'll pay it out eventually. Or the kids, or the kids will. will. Yeah. <laughs> Gwen Stefani's brother, Eric, was one of the founders of No Doubt, but he left in 1994 to become an animator on a little show called The Simpsons. Really? That was a good guess. That's a good move. Yeah. You have uh, really old skates in the basement. We all we never get rid of our old skates. Uh, not really old ones, but certainly yeah, ones from the kids. Mm -hmm. Well, you don't have the oldest ones. The oldest skates in the in a basement um, were discovered in Finland around uh, 2000 BC. That's 2000 years before the birth of Christ. Those skates were supposedly made from the sharpening bones of cattle. 
Wow. Maple uh, metal skates first appeared in the Netherlands during the 13th or 14th century. That those would have been comfy. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of cushioning. That's a good challenge during the playoffs. Make them wear those old skates. <laughs> I believe it had a Lang boot attached to it as right. well. Right. Bull. He was five, seven foot, seven inches. Is, was he still alive, right? He's still alive. Oh, so, yeah. He's the only NBA player in history with more block shots in his career than points. Which really? makes sense when you're 7'7". Seven, seven. Speaking of skates, uh, he was on the ice famously. I want to say the Indy Fuel was like their um, uh, Indianapolis like USHL team or something like yeah. that. There was a, there was they had a, a lower level hockey team and they brought out Manute Bull <laughs> to skate for a bit. Could he skate? No, no, no. <laughs> if you're driving 95 kilometers an hour and you sneeze, your eyes close for 15 meters. Really? 50 feet. Yeah. It takes what I think uh, a, like a blink is a is 100 milliseconds mm. or so. That's why they say uh, hitting a, a home run is like the hardest thing to do in sports. Oh, okay. Because Probably, yeah. the, the amount of time you have from the ball leaving the pitcher's hand to the plate is fractions of a second. Right. And the thought process to even decide to hit takes you know, huh. that amount of time. Right. And finally, there are 40 different ingredients in a McDonald's Chicken McNugget. Huh. Is chicken nugget. one of them, no. please? No. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> I'm sure there's some chicken yes, in there. And course. we do love a McNugget. I, I do love the McNugget. Yeah. Again, buried in a bucket full of sauce. It's a vehicle for dipping sauce. People are pondering the dumbest things online. 20,000 people took an online poll to the question, is cereal soup? One in nine say yes. What? Yeah. Is cereal soup. Now, I get technically, sure, there are cold soups. So this is a bowl of liquid with stuff in it. I guess technically cereal could be a soup. Right. But it's not. Yeah. Does it identify as a soup? Is this where we're going now? <laughs> Maybe. My goodness. Other dumb questions. Can you smell air? What do you think? Uh, no, not oxygen. You can smell things in the air. That's right. More than half agree with you. Right. Is tea just dirty water? <laughs> I like a good cup of tea, so I'm going to say no. <laughs> but a few said uh, pretty much. Is Santa having elves ethical? Oh, wow. Mm. Well, I mean, are they allowed to leave if they wanted to? I don't know. Do they get paid? Uh, I don't think so. They get room and board, basically, right? Yeah, they're, they're paid in, uh, in joy. We're split. Christmas cheer. Yeah, uh, I feel 50-50 on this one. Imagine if Santa got canceled. Right. Like, what else are we doing now? Yeah. We canceled <laughs> Santa. Is a smoothie really just baby food for adults? <laughs> what do you think? Well, you like a smoothie. I don't mind a smoothie every now and then. It's a good way to hide vegetables. Yeah. A bunch. And, 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 and good stuff for you. A bunch said yes to this one. So maybe that's it. It's what it is with kids, too. Yeah. And hiding food yeah. and, and good things for them in a mush. Yep. Well, plus they don't have, uh, what's that thing? Oh, yeah, teeth. Yes, that too. On. Does pizza taste better in a square or a circle? Interesting. That depends on if you're a crust guy. Mm. I mean, obviously, if you're not a crust person, you like the inside square. I do like the inside square. Never had a problem with the inside square. No. We, so so we let's just get this right. What's the date? May second. 
We agree that cereal is not soup, and right. we both like the inside of a square pizza. This is the most we've ever agreed. We can build on this <laughs> for the next cheat. ten. Forget it. I'm just gonna. <laughs> what's the next thing you got? I'm gonna disagree with that. That's all I got. Ah, that's all, right. all I got. Um, I like to. Uh, I'm big on the folding, especially if you get the thin crust. That New York style of folding the triangle of the pizza. Basically, making a panzerotti, which I do enjoy too. Yes. Panzerottis are great. Mm-hmm. You like a pans? Uh, you know what? It won't be my go-to order mm. uh, a lot, but um, boy, when I was in St. Louis, I found a restaurant that had, and that's all they did was like calzones mm-hmm. and, and panzerottis, but they had like not only pizza toppings, the one they had one that had like mac and cheese in it. Wow! And, and it had all different dipping sauces to go along with it too. It's fantastic. Is there a difference between a calzone and a panzerotti? I don't know. I think a calzone's just smaller. Maybe. Is it wrapped? Like rolled? I don't know. I do like them. Yeah, and it's a great way if you've got a family and everybody wants different pizza toppings. Right. Everybody gets a pans. You get what you want in the pans. True. But I mean, there's some places you go. You're basically eating a large pizza by yourself. They're big. Yeah, <laughs> they are big. And you like it deep fried or uh, baked? I like it baked. A baked, I think. Yeah. And do you put a bunch Is of deep sauce fry on? an option. Maybe yeah. that's the difference between the two. Oh, maybe. Yeah. No, I uh, yeah I like them baked, and then I'll, I'll have uh, if I order one because I've never tried to make one at home. Seems very difficult. I think it would just explode in the oven. But I uh, I like to get a lot of uh, tomato sauce, pizza sauce, or yeah. marinara sauce or whatever on top because yeah. the dough can get a little dry. Mm-hmm. You wash it back with a jug or two of red. <laughs> Say goodnight. Rock mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky, ninety four nine The Rock.